We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And we have a Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch season-ending presser to talk about. Not so much what happened in the presser, but some of the kind of bigger picture off-season things, most notably at the quarterback position, because as we'll talk about, Kyle Shanahan provided... I think a little more clarity than he has than he has in the past. But first, want to let you know we're sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. You can visit the brewery, of course, out there in Santa Rosa. Really great place to hang out. Really good beer, good vibes. Always have a great food truck out there. Um, and if you go and you want to order some beer at your house, or if you can't go and you want to get beer to your house, and you live in California and you're over the age of 21, you can go to cooperagebrewing.com and you can order a case and they will send it to your front door. I say it every time. It's the best way to acquire beer. And it's also really, really good beer. I recommend literally everything. Never had a beer there that I don't like. Cooper's Brewing. Drink good beer. Let's talk football. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kyle Shanahan was so open about the team's plan at quarterback was shocking to me because I was on the radio at 95.7. I was filling in and no big deal. And we're sitting there listening to the presser and I was fully expecting him to do the like, we look at all options. We keep out, you know, we're going to do anything we can to make our team better. Da, 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 da. And he was pretty straightforward about everything from their free agent decisions to Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and the plan there. It was extremely enlightening and, and more informative than I was anticipating. Yeah. So the context of it is obviously Tom Brady, announced his retirement the morning of um that press conference so uh that's obviously something i don't think you and i have talked about on this podcast since because i've been traveling around for work but um yeah like kyle shanahan being asked by matt mayoko about you know the prognosis for the quarterback position given brock purdy is going to be out what they're expecting to be six months just to have his UCL repaired. It's not going to be reconstructed. If it were reconstructed, that would be a full Tommy John and that's a year long absence, but to have it repaired via surgery means the the 49ers would expect him to be fully cleared and throwing by the time training camp starts. So with that news sort of being at the forefront of this press conference, Kyle Shanahan was asked by Mayoko, like, are you content with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy being your top two quarterbacks on the depth chart? And all he said was, we're content enough. 
<laughs> like he was mm-hmm. it was pretty matter of fact and there isn't like maybe there's maybe there's an element of you know like we've we've heard Kyle Shanahan say he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starter and he doesn't expect any major shakeups to happen at the quarterback position and then they go invest three first round picks and make a trade for Trey Lance right um, we've heard him say they expect to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and then they end up keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. So him saying right now he's content enough would indicate that he's not expecting the 49ers to really be in the market for a notable name at quarterback and that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are more than likely going to top the, the, the 49ers death chart. And, you know, reading the tea leaves, it's the, the big implication there is Shanahan's not all that worried about Brock Purdy's injury and, and his recovery time. Um, right. And a key to that is that Brock Purdy, if he has the, if he has the repair surgery, it's basically three months that he, that he can't throw. And then starting in that third month or that fourth month, he'll start to throw and then ramp up his throwing program as time goes. So it won't be like, in six months from now, oh, he's just starting to throw. It's he's three, four months into his throwing program, and that his arm will be fully recovered. Right. It's six so, months to it's six months to playing football again. Yeah, essentially. So that's that was kind of the the big glaring takeaway. And I know I said on the recent pod um, that I'm expecting Kyle Shanahan to like take a big swing when it comes to the quarterback position this offseason if Brock Purdy has to miss time and deal with a substantial injury. A lot of that was was based on the Tom Brady thing and Tom Brady retiring assuming he stays retired is obviously, mm-hmm. you know, a, a big part of that. The Lamar Jackson stuff that we talked about was mostly just a hypothetical like if that situation presented itself, right. I don't necessarily think the Ravens are going to look to trade Lamar unless things get really ugly. Um, but right. that being said, you. too, that being said, too, it's like hard to envision the 49ers coming up with draft capital after making the the Trey Lance move to to go get another guy. Anyway, the point here is after all of after what you know I said, I feel like I owe our listeners a mea culpa because it does seem like. It might not be that eventful of an offseason after all. When it comes to the 49ers quarterback situation, it might just be them having Trey Lance work with the starters during the offseason program and have Brock Purdy sort of waiting in the wings. And then depending on how Brock Purdy looks, I would assume Brock Purdy is going to retake the starting job come August. But maybe Trey looks so awesome during this offseason program that Kyle Shanahan feels like he needs to have a legitimate competition. Um, but after listening to him talk, uh, given that they're fully expecting Brock Purdy to be back by August and throwing at 100%, that makes me think that this might end up being just those two guys and whoever they get is going to be, you know, an Andy Dalton type, a, you know, middle of the middle of the road backup quarterback, somebody who might be a third string guy. Maybe they draft another guy in the draft. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, seeing that press conference, the first thing I thought it was like, well, I painted a very different picture on the podcast. So I feel like I need to I need to come a little <laughs> correct in this next episode. <laughs> no, and that's and I appreciate that and I respect that. And it's why I will continue to podcast with you despite your misstep. <laughs> You're welcome. No, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah. So. The one thing I want to get out of the way off top here, because it doesn't matter much long term, was Shanahan's answer when asked if he saw any scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo is back next year. And I was fully expecting, well, I was expecting that question, but B, I was fully geared up for the, we look into everything. Jimmy's been great for us. Da, 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 da like never rule anything out and, and having to write a post that was like college and doesn't rule out Jimmy Garoppolo return. And then we just jump into the same conversation we've been having for the last three years. <laughs> but he goes, no, I don't see that. Or something along those lines. Just one, yeah. one sentence. 
Like, yeah. I don't see a scenario where that happens. And it was, it was just kind of nice that they didn't try and dance around and beat around the bush and just, I'm guessing the Niners are done with Jimmy and vice versa. And now everybody, Jimmy included, Jimmy, the 49ers, 49ers fans, us, we can just move on, move past the Jimmy Garoppolo era. It's over. It was nice. Unless, un- unless there's no market Stop, for him. Please don't. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, I, I think. Oh, I, there's going to think... be a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I know. I, I think there will be too. I, I think it, my first thought was initially like, yeah, he, he said that last offseason also. But there were some unexpected circumstances there, obviously. Um, this time, I mean, Jimmy's already running. He's not sprinting yet. That's the reporting from the athletics, Matt Barrows. But no, Jimmy's going to have a market because he's going to be able to throw and he's going to be able to work out for teams at the start of free agency. So I do think a team like, I don't know, Washington was interested last year. Indianapolis is interested. Maybe I can dig around, dig around the Colts while I'm in town, see what they're up to. (laughs) Um, Just stay around, just, just do some man on the street action and see if you run into anybody. Right. Yeah. Just see if I can go catch (laughs) a Vero or uh, (laughs) Giro Evero. Um, leaving the the facility from his from his coaching interviews and asking about the Niners uh, D coordinator job, You're like who are you? It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm in I'm in Indy for Kings Pacers. For those wondering, I I did make a little joke on Twitter today, but that's about it. Um, but no, like the Jimmy thing is done. I think it's finally done. I think I'm like ninety seven and a half percent certain. I'm I'm that, done predicting done. stuff on that. I'm done predicting yeah. stuff on that because last offseason I was like, there's a better chance of the 49ers signing me than re-signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Like da 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 just went on a whole thing. And we saw how that turned out. Now this offseason he's gonna be healthy going in and there's not gonna be a surgery involved and all that. So the the circumstances are different. And I do think he's gonna have a market where he's gonna get more years and money than the 49ers are wanting to give a veteran quarterback. And I just frankly like I just don't think they want that in the building. Like that that issue <laughs> in in the locker room. I don't know that it's so much that. I just don't think they want to pay him. Cuz like you bring Jimmy Garoppolo back, you're paying him 15 to what? 15 to 20 million? 20 to yeah, he's 25. Gonna make, he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to make a good amount of money and they just, I mean, Brock Purdy played better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy is going to cost right. $950,000. So, you know, there's no there's no reason to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back at that price, particularly when you have Trey Lance, who, you know, I, I still think, I mean, Trey Lance is, is one of the most, I think you could say Trey Lance is one of the most interesting figures in the NFL this offseason. Just because it's, a, it's such a high-profile team, they invested so much in him. He hasn't played at all, really. Um, he's coming off an injury, and there's still a lot of upside there. And not necessarily, like, I don't know, you know, I, I would need to see more from Trey to feel like, oh, he has, like, mega star upside. But I do think there's upside from the standpoint of, like, Trey Lance could potentially be really effective in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And he's going to get a ton of opportunity at reps this this offseason with with Brock Purdy coming off the elbow injury. So Trey has a lot of opportunity in front of him and I'm very interested to see how how he does with it, right? Because yeah. It's not out of it's not out of the realm of the possibility where Trey, I mean we've seen the thing is is we've a, a big reason why I've remained so optimistic about Trey Lance really throughout the whole thing is just watching some of those practices and seeing some of the things he could mm-hmm. do. Albeit, obviously, it's it's a practice, and you know the pads weren't on. I think for some of those practices, but his ability to move around, his ability to make throws on the run, um, I just think is is different than anything Kyle Shanahan's ever had from a pure talent perspective. Right, but playing but playing quarterback isn't about pure talent. It's about the ability to to play quarterback, and that's what Brock right. Purdy is. Brock Purdy's decidedly less talented than Trey Lance, 
but he plays quarterback at a really high level. And that's ultimately like Trey just needs to get to playing quarterback at a higher level, which he only does by playing. And so he's going to have a lot right. of opportunity to get practice reps this offseason. Yeah, it's it and it's and it's fascinating too because the 49ers, so there's a couple of things with Trey I want to touch on. One, the Niners don't have time to like let him go through OTAs, see how he looks there, and then make decisions about quarterback. Like they're gonna free agency opens March 13th is when the negotiating window opens. So it's not like they're gonna have a chance. It's not like they're gonna have a chance to walk watch Trey and then go, okay, we need a better quarterback than we thought because we don't think Trey's developing, right? Like they're going to just kind of have to commit to him. And to the point you were making, this to me is a make or break off season for him. Because if he's going to get all the first team reps in OTAs and for whatever portion of training camp where he's just getting a ton of work and if after all that, they're still looking and going, eh, I don't know. Like the timeline just doesn't match up. It just doesn't work. Maybe there's a really good quarterback in there. And I'm 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 speaking from from the world where Trey goes through all that and they're still like, God, I can't wait for Brock to get back because Trey, we're not gonna win if he's starting. I think there's a really good quarterback in there, but the the timing is is such that Trey needs to play, like you said. But the Niners can't afford to have a quarterback go through growing pains with this roster. They want to contend for a Super Bowl. And the idea that, hey, this is a good enough roster that you can have a quarterback go through some growing pains and they'll they'll still win some games. Like, that's nice. But, I, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily... I don't know that's necessarily, like, the case. And when you have a quarterback like Brock Purdy who just went... 8-0 in the games where he finished and was healthy, it's it's not going to be super easy to move off of that. So if we get to August, the middle of August, whenever, whenever Purdy gets back, and the Niners are still looking at Trey like he, the, the, he can't be the starter, then I don't know when they will. I, I just don't know when that opportunity is going to be there for him with this team. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends on, I mean, obviously it's it's all dependent on Trey and how he plays, right? But it's also, yeah. it might be relatively moot given if Brock Purdy can come back healthy, right? If Brock Purdy is 100% by September, however Trey looks might be moot because I, I do think it's going to take a really great offseason from Trey and maybe maybe even Purdy not being healthy for them to start with Trey at the, at the start of next season. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, there's a, there's not a ton of scenarios or realistic scenarios where Trey Lance is earning the starting job to me. Yeah. Like, like I think Trey's starting only if Brock is not fully physically ready to go. That's sort That's of my right. read on the situation. Yeah. And, and maybe, and again, this is probably going outside the realm of realistic possibilities, but maybe Trey just lights it up in OTAs in camp and they're like, holy shit. Like they're it switch flipped. Like he's doing all the things yeah. Brock was doing, but doing it with a cannon and, and, and faster. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't think that's realistic. So yeah, I don't think it's realistic point, either. Yeah. So to your point, um, maybe maybe Trey does look better and maybe he, he does look really good. And they're like, man, we, we feel really good about, Trey is the backup, and if if Brock goes down, down, we can still win some games. But if they if they don't feel that way, I just just from a strictly Trey Lance perspective, and and talking about his future with the 49ers, I think he has to get to a point by whenever Brock gets back that the Niners are at least like, okay, he's definitely QB two. Like if he's mm-hmm. in a battle with Case Keenum or whoever they wind up signing. I just, <laughs> I, that's where I start to get worried for for him long term. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I mean, ultimately, look, if any team knows the importance or the value of a good backup quarterback, it's the 49ers, right? Right. So 
even if Trey Lance doesn't supplant Brock Purdy, there's a reasonable chance that Trey is going to play in 2023, like just based on history alone, right? Like you now have Brock Purdy coming off an injury. You know, we, it, you, you just, and given what was it, 69 starting quarterbacks or something throughout the NFL this year? Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's the exact number, but it was, a, it was the most, I, I believe, the, somewhere the, in the mid to high 60s. Yeah. It was the, but the, the thing was, it was the most starting quarterbacks in league history this year, like the most quarterbacks started right. games ever. So, I think in the NFL that just sort of speaks to the value of a backup quarterback. So even if Trey Lance isn't better than Brock Purdy, he's still valuable to the 49ers because they might need him. You don't know if Brock Purdy is ever going to run into more elbow issues or if he's going to get slammed to the ground like Josh Johnson was early in the second half in Philadelphia. Right. So like Mm -hmm. for a team that's contending, you still need a good backup quarterback. So it's not like Trey Lance, if he's not starting, is a completely sunk asset. He's just a $10 million backup quarterback who you you know traded a lot to go get. But at this point, it's like you can't really – you can't view Trey Lance, if you're the 49ers at least. If you're a fan, you can look at the trade and be like, all right, this hasn't worked out. But if you're the 49ers, you're like, well, the, the draft picks are gone regardless. We just need to maximize mm-hmm. our quarterback position right now. doesn't matter what we invested yeah. in him. If he's our backup, he's our backup. So yeah. that that I think is probably the most likely avenue for Trey Lance to impact the 49ers in 2023. But to mm-hmm. your point, too, there's also the chance, just given how physically talented and gifted he is, there's a chance that he that he might force their hand and, and be like, well, I've been getting all these reps and I've been practicing really well, and you know, I can move around and I'm athletic. And I provide a different dynamic to the offense. Like, you know, Brock's going to have to come back and take this job from me. Right. Like there, there could be an Mm -hmm. element of that where it's like, you know, Trey Lance plays so well that the 49ers aren't just going to give it to Brock without seeing Brock play really well in training camp. Um, Which is, which is another scenario I think we have to factor in. Yeah. And I, and I mean, ultimately, if they get to August 31 and they're like, there's two really good quarterbacks here. That's a really good sign for the 49ers. Yeah, I would think so too. That's, that's, that's kind of ultimately. And Kyle Shanahan said that in his press conference, he said, we think we have two starting quarterbacks. We have two guys we can win with. And if, if Lance, honestly, like we're talking about, this scenario where he just lights it up and the Niners are like, wow, he has to start. Like, this is why we drafted him. This is the, you know, we think he can be a top five guy. Look at, you know, his incredible playmaking and his accuracy is better and this and that. But even if he just improves a little bit, like if he just looks a little bit better, I think that's, that's a good sign for the 49ers moving forward. Um, Because the scenario is also on the table as we transition away from Lance real quick. The scenario is also on the table where Purdy comes back in year two and regresses and some of the interceptable passes that he threw start getting picked off and teams start sitting on, you know, that bailout of the pocket to the left that he does so often. And I I mean, that's I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case, but it's there like it's a it's a possibility. So I think you have to well, factor just, all those things in when you're talking about the Niners quarterback room and how how this how this thing could ultimately wind up. Right. And sometimes like you know we we try like everything that we think in our heads when it comes to like evaluating players. We always think everything's linear, right? Like oh this guy was good as a rookie so he's going to be awesome as a second year player and right. then a star by the time he's a third year guy. Like no it's the, the progression is not always linear right like so to your point it might just be that Brock Purdy isn't as good as he was this year for whatever reason maybe he loses confidence because he got the injury or maybe he's just not the same guy like Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he'd be one of the best quarterbacks in the league when the 49ers got him in 2017 and then in 2018 he got off to the shaky start but then also tore his ACL 
and just never looked like the same guy athletically after he did that. And obviously the, the, the elbow injury and the ACL are very different, but there's right. an element of like, maybe this guy is just not the same player after this catastrophic injury. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's catastrophic. Right. I'm not, I, I don't want to call it catastrophic, but you know what I mean? Like sub- significant major? injury. It's a major, major. injury. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's he's having surgery on his throwing elbow. That is a major, substantial, big deal injury. Right? He complete. He had a complete tear of the major ligament in his elbow. Right. It's so, the yeah, ACL of the elbow. yeah yeah. so there's there's a chance that brock purdy's just kind of a different guy after the injury and you know we that's that's a big question mark like we it's not a guarantee that he's going to be the same guy and just be on this upward trajectory that we often think nfl players are going to be on so yeah i mean there's that that's what i'm saying like trey lance is going to factor in some way somehow sort of no matter what like he's going to be part of this discussion um, because because he is talented and they still do believe in him. Now, if Trey ends up being the backup, like if Trey's just the backup this year and Brock Purdy is the starter and the 49ers get good enough play from Brock Purdy to where they believe they can win a Super Bowl with him or they just win the Super Bowl with him, then I think when it comes to Trey Lance's future, you're starting to talk about next offseason. To where it's like, okay, yeah. maybe this is the time to trade him because I don't, you don't trade him right now because his value is going to be the lowest it could possibly be, really. And you still, obviously, right. you still need a quarterback. Like you still need multiple quarterbacks right now. So you're, you're not, you have the need at the position, and his trade and his trade value is low. That could all be different next off season when it's like, you know, if if Brock Purdy ends up establishing himself as as the clear long view starter after this injury and Trey mm-hmm. Lance is very clearly not supplanting him then maybe you trade Trey and teams would have a, a better idea of what Trey's value is after you know a full training camp a full season as a backup getting a lot of right. playing time in the preseason um being healthy right like maybe mm-hmm. Trey Lance would go to a team to to compete for a starting job elsewhere next offseason so I would be really surprised if the 49ers did anything aside from just try to develop Trey Lance this offseason. But I do think next offseason, if he's not if he's not the starter and or the 49ers just feel really good about Purdy after what he does next season, then I think it might be time to to maybe see if what the trade value where what the trade market would hold for him. Yeah, the disaster scenario for sure is Lance doesn't develop and Purdy regresses and they're going into 2024 with nothing. That's the that's the that's the disaster scenario. I have two quick things. One, mm-hmm. I said the UCL was the ACL of the elbow and <laughs> I wanted to make sure that that was at least at least semi accurate, so I texted Dr. Durov Pandya of UCSF Hospitals, he's an orthopedic surgeon there. And I just said, now hey, during I just the said this on the pod. Yeah, just now. I said, <laughs> I said, hey, <laughs> well, because I wanted to make sure because I was going to walk it back. I was going to say, hey, I said this. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I just don't want to give the wrong idea. So I said, hey, I said this. Like your thoughts. And he said, it is. That's the way I refer to it also. So Great. that's big wow. time for me. I'm a doctor now. Yeah, you're pretty much a doctor. You're yeah, you're shout a, out to Doctor Pondy. He's the best. You're you're a surgeon, more or less. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, I need surgery, I, I'm going to text you. I don't think I'm ready to do the cuts, but I can definitely let you know what's going on. Okay, great. Just, and just kind of feel around and be like, "Yep, that's your UCL." I'll do. I'll do. If I ever need a procedure, I'll do at Kyle in the group chat, and then once you get a couple <laughs> under your belt, I'll just text you directly. That's great. No, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm I'm really interested to see kind of how because bottom line is the 49ers might say that Brock Purdy is is, you know, maybe not publicly, but, you know, Mike Silver reported that Brock Purdy is the starter going into next year. He showed him enough. And Matt Mayoko was on his uh, his podcast 49ers talk and said that there would be some pissed off players if Trey Lance supplants Brock Purdy as QB one. But all of that said, <laughs> the Niners' number one priority this offseason has to be developing Trey Lance. It's not, hey, you take the reps until the starter gets back. 
that can't be that can't be how they approach this. They need to make sure that he's they're doing everything they can to make Trey Lance better at football. If for no other reason than to to like you were just talking about tick his trade value up. He's not super high right now. So I'm really interested to see kind of how this all goes this offseason. And the other thing I wanted to touch on is what when when Shanahan said they're not going to add a high profile quarterback. They're going to add the best quarterback they can that fits into the cap and their roster and and this and that. I get it if Niner fans are like a little bit uh a little bit gun shy on the number of quarterbacks on the roster just because of how the season went. But the Niners got really lucky with Brock Purdy being as good as he was. It's not like typically when you're down to QB three, you're cooked. And it's not yeah. like their their roster isn't going to be made or broken by who the third quarterback is or the fourth quarterback even. So I, I just I at first and in the like immediate aftermath of Sunday's game, I was like, they need to carry five quarterbacks. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> you know, once it once once the knee jerk reaction goes away, it's like they're not going to operate, I think, any differently than they have. It's going to be it's going to be Purdy and Lance. And then honestly, it's Nate Sudfeld and Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard are all free agents. It would not surprise me if it's one of those three guys. Guy that knows the system, knows the players, can come in, yeah. be QB3, be inactive on game days. Uh, you're finding them as a backup if if he has to be active one year. Like that's the kind of player I think they're going to target. This just came to me while we were recording, and it's just like the scenario. I think that's that. Like if I just zoom ahead ten months or a year and think like, what's the most likely scenario to happen to the 49ers in in 2023? Brock Purdy is going to start, and at some point, like twist an ankle. And then like Trey Lance is going to have to start games. And man, if Trey Lance comes in and like plays pretty well, like then what? (laughs) Like, like the, 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 the thing, the point here is that I'm just expecting whatever to happen for there not to be a concrete answer on who the best option is to play quarterback. It's going to like, it could just as easily be like, okay, Brock Purdy, high ankle sprain. He's out for five games. And then Trey Lance comes in midway through the season and they go five and own all of his starts. And then Trey Lance is just a starter because you don't have any reason to pull him out at that point, you know, like, and, and then we go into the off season, like who's better Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. And we're like, Oh, nobody really knows, but we're just going to go into the off season with these two guys again. You know, like that's, I'm, I'm just resigned to the fact that we're never going to have a concrete answer on who the Niners starting quarterback is and should be. Well, and that's okay. So that's, that's, that's really interesting because Brock Purdy is under contract for three more seasons and Trey Lance theoretically with the fifth year option is under contract for three more seasons, right? No, two more. Yeah. This is going to be year four for him. Three. No, coming up. Yeah, so three. I'm sorry. So he has three more with the fifth year option. Yeah, their their contracts are essentially Math aligned if the Niners pick up his his fifth year. Right. So, so at some point, like I don't think there's a scenario where where it's like, oh yeah, this is just QB one and QB two for the next ten years. At one point, yeah. one's going to rise and one's going to fall, or they both fall. And or they both rise and one gets traded like there's just. It's this is year to the the overall point here as I as I botched the math, but the overall point here is I think this is year one of what might be like a three year thing. Three year thing, meaning what? Meaning we never get a like really clear delineation on which one's better, but they're both oh, yeah. good. And the Niners can't like just get rid of one because you need a good second quarterback. Sure. And they just kind of exist in this space of because like you said, let's let's just I'm gonna, you know, knock on wood. Brock Purdy starts seven and one and is then unavailable for three weeks. He decides to go on vacation because I don't want to put an injury on him. So he decides to go on vacation for three weeks. <laughs> <In the> middle <laughs> of the season. Just, ah, you know, I'm taking some PTO. So, 
<laughs> they decides to go on vacation for three weeks and is not available. And Trey Lance comes in and lights it up and goes three and oh and rushes for six touchdowns and throws for six touchdowns. And it's like, holy crap, Trey Lance. Like, I just I don't I don't think that that's that Purdy just comes back and it's like, okay, he's the starter, but then it's always like, hey, wait, like Trey Lance is is great. Like Trey Lance is really good too. And, and I just I don't I don't know. I just don't think I just don't think there's a resolution to this unless one of them just really crashes and burns. Yeah, I mean, at some point, speaking of like their rookie contracts and the fact they're basically lined up, they can only give a contract to one of them, right? right. Like they can only give a second deal realistically. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine a scenario where they're like, we re-signed Brock Purdy and Trey Lance to three-year deals today. They're matching <laughs> contracts. You know, like that's not going to happen. Like one of them is going to get paid like the starter and the other one's probably going to either leave in free agency well, or get traded at some point. I, they've got to, make a decision on Lance's fifth year option too. And that's not going to be cheap. That's going to be like a 20 plus million dollar fifth year option. They do that before his fourth year, right? Yes. Okay. And I was next say, man, if, is next yeah, next next have to make that decision. Okay. And I, I think that, I mean, le- looking at, looking at, let's assume Brock Purdy comes back and is healthy and Lance improves a little bit, but is mostly, you know, just he's, he's improved, but they, they, they're more comfortable with Brock going in. And Lance gets two starts and he wins them both and looks looks, you know, better, but not great. I just don't imagine they pick up that fifth year. So that's another reason why this is kind of a big season for him. Yeah, I can't even think about Trey Lance's fifth year option right now, to be honest. I don't know if I have the <laughs> bandwidth. <laughs> no, I just it, 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 we don't, I, I don't want to dive super far into it. It's just like when I talk about this being a make or break offseason. If they, they don't see something that's like, oh man, he's he there's top five guy potential there. If he's yeah. just kind of, you know, average and just floating along, then I think it's a Brock Birdie show moving, you know, into the future. Yeah. Yeah. The Niners are super interesting, man. They're just they are the most what... interesting, confusing team in the league. Beyond outside of the Super Bowl, what are Chiefs blog, Chiefs podcasters doing right now? Like it, this offseason, like it's just Patrick Mahomes for the next 15 years. What do you talk about? Like what, what receiver? Like are the receivers good? Can they get other ones? Yeah. I mean, I mean the, Niner, the Niners <laughs> for a team that's really good and that has seemingly a ton of stability, both in the front office and the coaching staff. Just don't have any stability at quarterback. Like, it's like, I, I'm just, you know, like, I, I, we, we talk about this, you know, like, we, we have a podcast. So it, but we benefit from all this sort of uncertainty and confusion. But part of me is just like, man, can we just have an offseason where we don't have to like have crazy quarterback stuff going on? Like, I know we said that, you know, like there's not there's not like it's going to be Trey Lance and Brock like we we have that for right now. But like the more we talk about it, the more it's like, are we are we sure it's like super clear cut that Brock's just going to be like the same guy just riding this awesome trajectory that he looked like he was on as a rookie? Or is he going to come back to earth or is Trey Lance going to play really well and force Kyle Shanahan's hand? Or is mm-hmm. Trey Lance going to look really bad? And is that going to be really alarming? Like there's, you know, it's not like, all right, well, you know, like the Cowboys, I, I mean, I guess the Cowboys aren't a good example. Like who's a, who's a team where it's like, they have a quarterback who probably isn't elite, but someone they're not going to move off of. I mean, I guess you could the, say Dak. the like, Vikings, the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, Kirk, Kirk is pretty polarizing, but like the point here is like, They've I kind of would just so much guaranteed money. Yeah, I, I kind of would just like a off season where it's like, yep, this guy's the quarterback. And I'm not complaining. I'm not. No, I'm not complaining either. I'm just. I, I'm just. Sometimes I get tired of thinking about all the machinations and everything because because it, it's always comp. 
it's always complicated and convoluted. It's never straightforward when it comes to the 49ers and the quarterback position. We started, we started this podcast at the end of the 2018 season. Okay. And it was Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off the ACL, but he's going to be the quarterback. We knew, we knew Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback. And then in 2019 to make a Super Bowl run. And it was like, great. But then there was the Tom Brady. That was the Tom Brady off season. So that was a whole talking point until he signed with the Bucks. And then in 2020, Jimmy gets hurt, and it's like, oh, they're they're moving off. They 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 have to move off of Jimmy, right? And then in the 2021 draft, they make the trade up for Trey. And then there was last off season with all the draft. Like it's just there's not been just a like, yeah, that's the quarterback. Let's talk about some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Who's the, the third linebacker? Every offseason pod. <laughs> Aziz is definitely going to Houston, right? <laughs> While we're here, Aziz, I mean, Aziz Alshire, Jimmy Ward, H Town bound. Man, Book I didn't that. ask you about this. I I didn't ask you about this. Did you see Jimmy Ward's Instagram video? No, like most things in life, I saw tweets about it. So I watched it. I mean, I I think the tweets probably probably did it justice it was kind of wild like i mean it confirmed everything that i had believed and and heard in that jimmy was not super thrilled with being moved away from free safety but it was like if that's how it went down and kyle shanahan told jimmy ward a team captain like you can sit the bench if you don't want to play nickel that like blows my mind kind of okay okay I've thought a lot about this because I was in that same space. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but would you put it past Kyle when Jimmy comes in and he's talking to him and they're, you know, having the conversation they have and Kyle just in that kind of like, like, you know, sarcastic, condescending type of tone he'll use with media sometimes where he just goes, well, you could ride the bench. <laughs> And does a little like laugh afterwards. I I think it, I'm yeah. guessing he probably said it like tongue in cheek. Like you're like I don't know what to tell you, man. Did they weren't gonna yeah. bench Jimmy? They're, they weren't gonna bench Jimmy Ward. Well, so the other thing with it too is like they might have really just not had a great option at nickel, particularly after Emmanuel Mosley got hurt. Yes, right? because. Yes. Because they were playing Diamador Lenore and Nickel, and they felt pretty good about him. But with Lenore moving back to the outside, they might have just really not felt good at all about Sam Womack, and just right. been like, "No, like obviously Jimmy, you're you're our you should be our free safety, but we're hurting at Nickel if you're not playing that position in such a way that we kind of need you to play Nickel." even though yeah. you're probably our free safety and better at free safety. That's that is the, kind of the, like what I think happened. I, I thought they, they were. And I think I, I would agree with this. They were a better defense with Tayshawn Gibson at free safety and Jimmy Ward at nickel than they were with, than they would have been with Jimmy Ward at nickel or I'm sorry, with Jimmy Ward at free and Mac at nickel. That's how they, that's how they viewed it. It wasn't, I don't think there was some sinister like, Hey, Let's dip his value by putting him at nickel instead of free safety. I don't think there was right. anything like that. They just right. they went, hey, you're you're our defense is better when you're at this spot. And frankly, like they really struggled against deep balls this year. And I think it was in large part because they didn't have Jimmy Ward running around in the back end. But yeah, a lot I, of their if, a, a lot of their big deep balls, deep, deep ball plays that they gave up were just corners and single coverage. Where and I think a significant number of them, you'd probably have more help there with more range at safety. Yeah, right. I yeah, and I'm guessing if Jimmy Ward comes back to the 49ers, it would be as their free safety. I don't think they're looking at Jimmy as a nickel. There's no way Jimmy's even considering coming back if they're like, yeah, we'd only have you back as a nickel. There's no, no shot. Yeah, zero chance. Zero. Yeah. He wants to play free safety. I could totally see him on the Texans. That would make a ton of sense. I mean, the Texans yeah. could like, would you be at all be surprised if like the Texans on like the first week of free agency hold a press conference 
and it's like Charles Amenahu, Jimmy Ward, Aziz Alshire, and like any other you know outgoing 49er defensive like player just, free I, agent. Amenahu, Alshire, Jimmy Ward, Kerry Hyder, maybe not Kerry Hyder. Samson Abukam. Um, <laughs> Samson Abukam, yeah. Jordan Willis. T.Y. Yeah. McGill, future Texan. Dude, yeah, you, you know it would you have... hurt. You know it would really hurt. You know it would sting out of all those. If Dante Johnson winds up wearing a Texans uniform. <laughs> Coming off an ACL tear. I don't know if we oh. ever talked about that. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Shout out to Dante Johnson. This is a big Dante Johnson house. Yeah. Dante... Dante is a high high quality human. I mean, you don't stick around for like on a team as long as he did if you're not just like a good person or like a person that everybody enjoys having around. Right, right. You know, like there aren't too many like shitheads. It's like, yeah, well, we we can't stand this dude, but he's good at football and he's been on the team for eight seasons as a practice squad guy bouncing up and down between the roster. Like, no, those guys are only like people that that people really like. good hangs. Really yeah. good hangs. <laughs> good good hangs and good um good colleagues too. Hey, a sneaky free agent addition. Well we can we should actually we can do a whole a whole free agent show. But we'll do Tabor Pepper. Sure. Tabor Pepper, unrestricted free agent. Is there gonna be a bidding needless, war? Needless to say needless to say, this podcast will be putting out major Tabor Pepper propaganda. <laughs> yeah we're gonna be doing shirking, all we can I am to get sh- pet back i am shirking all objectivity responsibilities i have <laughs> like hey Tabor should be resigned for my personal benefit because i think he's great yeah Tabor, like yeah 13 percent state income tax is kind of a lot when you make you know nfl money but think about <laughs> Think about the opportunities that you have in being a regular on this podcast. Like, is, thir- is 13% of your income really worth that type of sacrifice? Just think need, about it, Tabor. Just think about it. I need everybody right now. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get let me get the exact website. I need everybody to go to Tabor Pepper's Instagram. Okay. At Tabor Snapping, in his bio, there's a link. And inside that link, there's a merch link. Go buy all the <laughs> Tabor Pepper merch. <laughs> that would be so funny. Just light and up and if, light up his merch store. He's got a great logo going on. T-shirts, tank top hoodies. Phone and if there's if there's like a survey where it's like, how'd you hear about us? Just make sure you put Candlestick Chronicles if that yeah. survey exists. Yeah. And then put resign with the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. Same. Let's let's get out of here. You need to get some sleep. I need to go to I need to go get some food. But yeah, you look tired. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thanks. I'm not even on video right now. I am tired. Uh, I flew flew in from uh, flew to Indy from San Antonio today, and boy, are my boy, arms just tired! It's the murderer's row of NBA cities. What a road trip! I yeah, like, it's really like... really like the A plus markets I've seen. I got to see Minneapolis in January, San Antonio, and now Indy. See, but okay, now I'm lame. I am a give me a quiet bar over like a club guy. Oh, and I feel like I'm not. I feel like those are all quiet. I feel like those are all quiet bars of cities. Like just. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the vibes are good there. Would I want to live there? No. Would I want to party there? No. But if I got to hang out there for a couple days, I can think of worse places to be. No. So the thing for me when it comes to what i'm realizing now the that football I'm going talk is and... over by the way we're yeah. subscribe rate review let's okay yeah keep going the the thing for me for traveling for nba games now all i need is a hotel that has a bunch of restaurants within walking distance that's all i really want 
Sure. So I had that in San Antonio, had fantastic Tex-Mex, which was great, and incredible barbecue, also great. Um, Excellent. Mini- Minneapolis, there was some good food. The problem with Minneapolis, Minneapolis was it was minus five degrees the yeah. entire time I was there. The Kings had two games. I was there for Saturday and Monday. Um, and so I was there for four nights. A lot of meals, a lot of walking out in the cold. And um, I thought like 40 degrees like in Sacramento or the Bay Area was like cold. Like I went to San Antonio and it was 35 after being in minus five all weekend. 35 felt damn comfortable in comparison. Call me. But like I would, I would have played golf Southern. in 35 degree weather. <laughs> Thank. Say that again, man. I said just out there in basketball shorts and a tank. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big, big basketball shorts and tank guy in the winter for sure. <laughs> no, still Everybody layered up, but in your lamb chop yeah. shorts. Oh, shout out to Lamb Chops. Um, but they're my favorite shorts to golf in. Pretty good. They're definitely good. See, you you like being a multiple patterns guy. My all my golf shirts. Well, I got a new one for Christmas. Um, but all my golf shirts have patterns on them, and I can't go multiple patterns. I just can't do it. I got either got to be a solid, a solid polo and pattern shorts. Or solid shorts and pattern polo. So it's been tough for me to to put together the lamb chops fit for the golf course. Cause you gotta be comfortable, right? Like, you know, but you're more comfortable in the multiple patterns than I am, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I'm just a goofy looking human. So <laughs> I just I just lean into it with my multiple pattern. I'm just you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit bombs off the tee if I'm not like totally vibing with what I'm wearing. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, cool, man. super cool. All right, let's get out of here. Subscribe, rate, yeah. and review. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Goodbye, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.